And welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your ho-ho-host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And in case you're wondering, no, I don't have a stutter. It's Christmas! That's right, it's Christmas time. Uh, mistletoe and wine, etc. Yada yada. So we are celebrating, as we traditionally do, by watching some Christmas films. And this week's Christmas film is 2004's Christmas with the cranks. Joining me as always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's... It's Robert Woods? It's true! I have not seen this film. (laughs) It's a Christmas miracle! My first time being the person that has not seen the film. Yes. We we got him, folks. (laughs) Unveil the banner on Air Force One. We got him. Uh Welcome, Robert. Howdy. Um, how, how are you? Past seven. Excellent. You have not seen Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, it, no, I have not. So, <laughs> oh, this is so exciting. Uh, in, in I a know, vague, I'm going to see it today. Yeah. In a vague... I'll, I'll cross uh, it off. I mean, I'm, I, I just realised, I started trying to ask you the, the spoiler question because I'm so used to you seeing the film. <laughs> so I need to completely rephrase this. Do not spoil this film for me. Yeah. Um, what, what do you, what do you know about Christmas with the Cranks? Um, well... The title of it is Christmas with the Cranks, which suggests to me that it is a Christmas film mm-hmm. with some cranky people. Oh, they're probably not going to like Christmas, but they're going to learn to like it. Uh, I think it's got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen in it. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, and it was released in 2004. I think that's that's about it. This is so weird, you not knowing anything about the film. It's it's very exciting. Um, I mean, like, I, 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 well, I feel like I can probably tell... Mm what kind of film it is mm. like it's going to be some kind of comedy and it's going to be going to have some kind of family shenanigans and some kind of warring faction or something to do with like someone out christmasing each other or someone trying to trying to not have christmas and then learning the message that christmas is great and mm. it's all about being together and it'll be like a genuinely fine film with it- are you the... sure you haven't seen this, Robert? Because I mean, that's a pretty good what, description. It's what these kinds of films are—they're all the same, aren't they? <laughs> like... It was great until he said "fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, that voice you can hear, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is our guest who has seen the film. That's right. It's Christmas. We've pulled her out of her grotto. It's Nicola Brescianini. Hello, Nicola. It's lovely to see you. Oh, thank you. Uh, for the second time this year, though, because we <laughs> we were honoured with your presence during Robin Hood Month. I know. Here for Disney and for Christmas. That's yep. all I'm really good for. <laughs> Look, that's still quite a lot of films (laughs) i think i think you're good there um how have you been yeah i've been good i'm writing reports at the moment for school so that's not so great but Mm. it's nice to yeah get pulled out of the grotto out of the attic ready for this okay (laughs) now i do know and this is why i asked you on this that Mm -hmm. christmas with the cranks Mm -hmm. in the list of christmas films that you like i know that this film is quite high on your list it is i just think it is a rollicking good time Mm. in a vague non-spoilery sort of way Mm -hmm. Why, why do you think that? What, what is it about this film that you really enjoy? Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Is that, is that non-spoilery enough for everyone? No, I mean, we know he's in it, so yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. <laughs> no, I just think, I just think it's a good time. Like, it, you know, 
I guess as Robert really described it um, mm. so perfectly. Uh, oh, really? It's, yeah, it's, it's just full of like a little bit of Christmas magic and it's it's a comedy that like makes you smile and just... It, I And I actually... I'm really sorry. I'm going to warn you guys in advance that I'm probably going to cry. Mm. Um, I find that for whatever reason, this movie is one that gets me emotionally every mm. time. So I saw this film when it came out in the cinemas um, and this has been a long-standing point of contrition between you and me. I didn't care for this film when I saw it, but I will say I was 15. I was a 15-year-old boy. Yeah. And, I... <laughs> and like, we're meant to not like things. There's your problem. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I was very bad at that. I didn't really go through an angsty phase. I'm still waiting for it to happen, if oh. I'm perfectly honest. Maybe me not liking Christmas with the Cranks was my angsty phase. <laughs> it was that, that it afternoon. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One night in 2004. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I just remember get, sitting through it and going, that wasn't very good. But there, I mean, there is one specific scene that I do remember thinking was quite funny. And without trying to spoil it, I'm just going to say it's the scene that involves faces. I was about to say, is this the jelly cup scene? Mm, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, <laughs> the rest of it I could take or leave, but that scene I remember quite enjoying. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it and hoping that maybe there'll be a Christmas miracle and my heart will grow three sizes bigger this oh, day. I wore my Grinch shirt just for you then. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Uh, with all that being said, shall we watch Christmas with the Cranks? Yes, please. Let's do it. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and never say hickory honey ham to me again as we watch Christmas with the Cranks. But it was your first time watching Christmas with the Cranks. It was. What did you think? Ah, you know, it was fine. Yeah, it was exactly what I could imagine it being. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a, just a, a light, easy watch Christmas movie with, with uh, some joke adjacent comedy and. Uh, <laughs> Some uh, offended by that, <laughs> um, and some um, attempts at shenanigans that mm. sometimes uh, get close to being pulled up. Yeah, uh, Robert, that is the kindest way I've heard someone say this film isn't very good. <laughs> is is uh, it's is, like it's yeah. not bad. It's yeah. not a bad film. I don't think it's a bad film. Mm. I I don't think it's a great film, mm. but I think it's a light, easy watch film. Yeah, and there's. Uh, there's a lot of them for Christmas time. I think the film sets out everything it achieves to do. You know, yeah. like just like, be an easy. Yeah. The stakes fun... are not high here. Yeah. No, and um, I think that's probably why they let Joe Roth direct this one. Mm. I was surprised to see his name come up in the credits, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> They've let a very famous producer have a go at directing. Like mm. it's one of the out of like the you know seventy-five projects. <laughs> Like high profile projects mm. He's been a producer on He's like directed 
three or four films and this is one of them yeah and it must be one that they're like yeah it doesn't matter what happens with this like how can you screw this up <laughs> yeah I, I suppose yeah um nicola i presume you last watched this about 12 months ago for for christmas yes yes this is on your yearly rotation <laughs> it might yeah i watch it literally every year once excellent. once a year once a year is enough for this one so this was your once a year for this one yeah we were just talking about that before yes. oh excellent Good. i okay. i would say that this is my once for the year mm-hmm. um it's not in as high a rotation as say elf no. which is a five or six a year yep um, you know, you there's only so many days in November and December. I exactly. can only fit this in once. Yeah, but but it but it but it does get a place. Every, yeah, every year I I actually and every year I enjoy it. Mm. So like, how how was it this time? Was there anything that you picked up this time watching it that was maybe new and surprising? Um, not so much new and surprising. I have to say I loved watching it on this like big screen that you have and <laughs> like the surround sound that was definitely a lot more festive. Mm. Yeah, the the sound mix is 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 always fun to to hear when when you know it one way, like so so well. Yeah, and then you you see it in a different context. I reckon That's... Marty was easier to pick up as Marty on the big screen. Mm, <laughs> yeah, right. He's dressed as Santa. It's like, oh, okay, I actually see that it's him now. Yeah. Um. So, did you see this one in the cinema then? No. No. Okay. I, if I did, I don't remember it at all. Okay. Yeah. And I find that quite easy to believe. But two thousand four, I, I was said, ten. I like it's it's already been you know five minutes and I'm already I'm forgetting this film is leaving my brain because mm. it's watch that it every light. Year. And, uh, <laughs> That'll help. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to watch it every year. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story of Christmas with the Cranks is the Crank family. Uh, Luther and Nora, just two normal named people. Uh, <laughs> Luther, I think, is a freaking great name for him. It is for him, yeah. Very well planned, yeah, but I it's would just, say. I was just like, oh yeah, Luther Crank and Nora Crank. Normal people names, well done. <laughs> um, and Blair. Blair, yeah, honestly, Blair was the most normal of the three. And Blair's not that common a name, I'd say. But uh, look, they're all perfectly fine names. It was just, it was some, it was something about the combination of them that made me go, oh, this is a script. As a <laughs> I don't know why it was that connection yeah. that did it to me, but it did. Um, but it's heightened. Yeah, it's got to be heightened. Yeah, for, and you know what? Work. That's that's actually probably appropriate for this sort of film. Yeah. Um, and they're they're getting ready for their first Christmas in twenty three years without their daughter Blair because she's off with the peacekeeping corps or the peace something. corps. Peace corps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in she's, Peru. In she's Peru. Going to, yeah, going to deepest, Peru. darkest Peru. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're like, oh, it's it's going to be our first Christmas without with just us, and we're sort of like a, an older couple now, and we're, you know, what we're going to do? And Luther's like, yeah, bloody Christmas. Mm. And then he sees an advert for a cruise, and he goes, hello, I, I that's an attractive looking midlife crisis. <laughs> um, and so yeah, they decide that they're going to spend Christmas on a Caribbean cruise instead of spending it in small town America slash the outskirts of Chicago, the sort of amorphously like American place that they were. Yeah. Um, small town suburbia. Yeah. But with the city in the distance that you can see, yeah. it's important to, to know it's there. Um, and so they decide to take a holiday over Christmas, which apparently is a blood crime in this community. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Because that's the thing watching it this time. <laughs> And I, I'm going to say up front, I enjoyed Christmas the Cranks way more this time than I remember. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I don't know if it's for good reasons, though. <laughs> I don't know if it's for the, like, oh, yeah, Spirit of Christmas ones, as more, what is this cult What's that's formed around Vic? It's like a, it, it is like a kind of communal gaslighting mm. situation that is, like, in any other context, is, like, 
Midsommar or like, you know, some kind of horror. Yeah. Folk I'm waiting for someone to grab him and just go get out and then yeah, run away. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's but it's like but that's how heightened it is. That's yeah. how like not farcical because it's not funny, but just how like I don't think farce has to be funny. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but it is uh, not realistic because even even the the, the character these these two characters. Uh, the husband and wife uh, The only reason this story happens Is because of Their characters uh, Well the wife keeps flip-flopping In any given scene As to whether or not she agrees with this plan mm. And it's just like Whatever the scene dictates <laughs> and And he Is a weird protagonist Because Like He's an anti-hero. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's kind of painted to be the the villain to all of these people. And we know he's eventually going to be won over and enjoy Christmas. But because he's the protagonist, I was like kind of on his side mm. the whole time and found all of the disruptions uh, and uh, the grievances of these neighbours to be completely outrageous you were chatting at the screen at various times telling various neighbors where they can go yeah <laughs> like it i mean i i skip christmas every year mm. <laughs> so <laughs> i always just go to the cinema and watch movies to escape any kind of obligations mm. um so i'm like totally on board with going on a cruise that yeah. sounds great um and it would be like nice and like yeah i could just be by myself no one around that sounds ideal to me so i was like really rooting for that and i just knew that you know that's never gonna happen nicola (laughs) you look like you're about to try and like start a fundraiser for robert i'm just thinking going on a cruise for christmas is literally like a walking nightmare for me that's how i get motion sick (laughs) you're trapped on a boat and you can't get onto land that doesn't rock and you're missing christmas it Mm. sounds like an absolute freaking nightmare yeah see for me in either scenario, I would be nauseous. I would either be seasick or I've eaten too much. So, you know, it's it, for me, it's like, ah, eh, it's kind of the same thing, really. Just put some tinsel on the boat and I'll be fine, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do find it really interesting as well, Robert, because you, as I, I knew this when asking you to come on to this film, you're not a massive fan of the holiday of Christmas. Um, like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Much yeah. like this film. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But it's I know it's, it's, it's not something that you actively engage in. No, not really. Um. Mm. I I find holidays uh, get in the way of movies. <laughs> and, or and, movies can enhance the experience. Well, no, see, see, like this is this is something that I take issue with. Like, I don't think <laughs> you necessarily have to give a certain portion of a podcast over to a Christmas movie every year. Mm. Oh my god, get out! Or like, or like no you don't job. have to watch a horror film in on in October. Mm. You can watch a horror film any time of the year. You yeah. can watch a Christmas film any time no, of the you year. Can't we're so different? I think I think I think you can. I think I, don't, I think like you're really limiting yourself. And there's so many great films out there that I would just want to watch everything. And, Rob, and I do. Yeah. Well, Rob, just having a go at the scheduling of this podcast yeah. as well. But uh, but 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 I get what you mean though. I do get that the. That 
you can watch these things whenever you want. But the fact is, is people don't, Robert. No, they don't. And and that, that, I think, is a really key part of, like, the general culture of movie going. It's why there is the movie out in the cinema at the moment with David Harbour as Santa Claus beating up people. If you release that film in May, I don't know that people would go and see it, even though that's such a great premise. (laughs) I, I, I like. I, I'm pretty sure people are much more likely to want to see it once the cl- the calendar flips over to December. Oh, absolutely. Or November. Or late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or November, indeed. Um, Nicola. Yes. I, I do. I do have to say, um, mm. you're an unabashed fan of Tim Allen. Yes. He's done quite a few Christmas movies. He has. Um, where where does his performance as Luther Crank rank? Look, as I said to you earlier, this is not an Oscar-winning performance, okay? <laughs> Nobody's out here thinking that Tim Allen mm. is going to be winning the Outstanding Actor of the Year. Yeah. But, like, I think he, his acting suited the role. It mm. suited, you know, just the light-heartedness of the movie. Mm. I don't know. I, I think he's really good in this film. He does, he does uh, some nice physical comedy yeah. in this one. I think, and as a kid, like having watched this as a kid, it's like it's enjoyable. You mm. enjoy watching him because yeah. he's so out there. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think he's he's an interesting pick because I I think he's really actually quite key in the casting of this film because I think whilst it is important to side with the protagonist, as as Rob was saying, and and basically say. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally get him wanting to go for a holiday. That's like a totally fine thing for someone to do if they want. At the same time, you need to see why the neighbourhood hates him a bit. And Tim Allen has this really remarkable talent, I think, of just just pushing everything that little bit further where you're like, actually, no, I would punch him in the face. Like like that kind of thing. He can be both loved and hated yeah. all at the same time. He, and it's got... very similar to like the Santa Claus as well. Yeah, he's got this little bit of grit to him mm. like, that's just like, uh, it just comes through in these things where it's like, well, if you just didn't say it like that, that would be half your problem solved. And Buzz Lightyear too. Yeah. Um, I, I will also say Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic, as she pretty much always is. But just I, I felt yeah. so sad for her stuck in this role. <laughs> just because, like, mm. she's great in the role, don't get me wrong. Mm. But I just, I wanted the script to give her more to do. She mm. gets she gets one, one or two great sequences but i i wish she had i wish her character had a little bit more conviction and had a little bit more physical stuff to do because Mm. i because i know she is i've seen her comedies and Mm. she she loves comedy she also kind of gets pushed out the last 15 minutes of the film yeah where she basically goes well luther you haven't learned anything I'm going to go off and have Christmas fun. And then he goes off and learns Learn his something. thing. Um, <laughs> and then she comes back and goes, you learned the thing. And then that's it. <laughs> the end. And it, it is a bit and like... And also, mm. he gave away the hand that she spent that whole action sequence. She didn't even bother. She didn't even know that it was there. Yeah. It was fine. Marty gave it to him. <laughs> yeah. He probably put it on the counter. That was it. Uh, and the thing like, is... That's just like the one thing she got to do in this film <laughs> but also those the, the, the old couple they're going to be gone tomorrow they can just go across and get the ham back yeah they know they're not going to eat it because of the the whole fella can't eat pork and yeah she's not really eating meat like that they'll go and get it it's it's fine <laughs> when he goes and feeds the cat he'll, yeah. he'll just snuggle right. it under the arm um I, I thought a lot of the side characters in this were to borrow a word from robert woods fine uh in, in terms of <laughs> 
I don't think anyone stood out as like, why are you in this film? What is the point of this? Like we had the nosy neighbor character in Ned who was just played like every other nosy neighbor (laughs) character, but that's fine for this sort of thing. I really enjoyed Dan Aykroyd as Vic. Um, (laughs) That's another weird role where it's like, are you an antagonist or are you, are are you like here to help? (laughs) And it's almost like, uh, at some stage, the audience drinks the Kool-Aid and oh, is God. now just mm. like, all right, he is our cult leader and yeah. we are on look, his side firmly. Yeah, the, si- the situation of the film adapts to, look, like him or not, he gets the job done. And that's <laughs> and that's what you do. Yeah, I think there is an entire other film where Vic is, yeah, like a cult leader or like... <laughs> Deep, deep-rooted, like, machinations of, like, politics. Like, oh, the bo- fact he says the two police officers, yeah. don't make me call the chief, and they do what he says immediately. That's so horrifying. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. Ugh. And then all the, you know, all the undertones where he's like, oh, a white Christmas. I'm just like, hmm, yeah. I'm not happy <laughs> with not it. ruining this film for you, eh? <laughs> I think you guys are reading a little too deeply into it. <laughs> we, we, we might As be. Is this is prerogative. a surface-level film, guys. Surface-level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now he's look. He's he's just he's got a he's got a tight rein on the neighborhood, and any kid with a buzz haircut is his. That that's all. That we know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a yeah. lot of the the youngest from Malcolm in the Middle running around, uh, and then just like five other kids to look like him as well. Which I liked fun. that every single person in there was wearing tartan too. Yeah, like just it, just the plaid shirts. Yeah, they yeah. they all shop at the same place. Everyone goes to Walmart. <laughs> yeah, and just. Keeps, keeps, yep, keep track. One, two, three, yeah. four, five. There they are. Yep, gather them up. Um, yeah, but they, you know, they, they were fun. I, I actually really enjoyed um, the old couple. I really enjoyed the the antagonistic relationship that um, Luther had with um, I've forgotten his name now. That uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walt. Um, I was surprised that not more was made of that. That there was, I th- I thought there was going to be a bit more um antagonizing from the street towards the cranks mm. for cat for for skipping christmas and i thought that's where the majority of the shenanigans would come into it in the second act mm. and it was really like the christmas carolers mm. and just the constant free frosty free frosty singing <laughs> yeah uh calling up and prank calling um and that, that was that whole section. I, I thought there was going to be more, yeah. basically, there. But then the film goes on and does some other things. You weren't expecting the daughter to come back and, you know, that whole Christmas party scene and everything, were you? No. You were making a lot of predictions through the movie. I was making a lot of predictions of, like, what I thought could happen. And a lot of them were uh, much darker than the, <laughs> the admittedly light tone of the film would ever allow for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were like, they, Bev's they were... gonna die. She's gonna die at one hour and five minutes. <laughs> like, like, like if if this if if this wasn't as heightened and cartoonish, I could see like this going a more dramatic route and and trying to get a way bigger emotional hook with the audience uh, to turn on the waterworks. But mm. um, it's it's not trying to do that. It's no. never trying to do anything like that. It's very light and very fluffy and it's yeah. and it's an easy watch mm. they've made it like as easy as possible to get through like we know that it's going to have this kind of arc and this kind of shape to the story and the bumps and the dips are not big enough 
for it to cause waves is to to be something that you can't watch with a family yeah. of any age. Just talking about, sorry, very quickly, you saying that you wanted more of that dip. Yeah. Um, you are really going to enjoy It's a Wonderful Life, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. You get yeah. dip in that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm looking looking forward to it. Yeah, so Rob has not seen It's a Wonderful Life. It's, and Yeah, it's one of those like cinema shames, mm. like classic films that are on your list that have been on your list for forever and ever and uh, um, I was determined this is the year I'm going to watch yeah. it maybe you should um, listen to the podcast episode from last year I can do that straight <laughs> after yeah. and also you're watching it at Christmas hmm odd choice for Christmas <laughs> film Robert I thought you could watch it anytime yeah because I'm saving it because I'm, I'm like <laughs> it's going to be like one of the last films I watch for the year <laughs> yeah no fair enough and absolutely worth it a uh, fantastic film uh, dare I say slightly better than Christmas with the Cranks, Nicola? It's a wonderful different, life. different, different, <laughs> different kind of movie. <laughs> it is, uh, but yeah, everyone, everyone did their parts well. I really enjoyed Cheech Marin and Jake Busey as the cops. Yeah, that was that was fun. Um, just an Cheech odd pairing. Yeah, it's Cheech playing pairing. a cop is just really funny, just yeah. in general. Uh, but yeah, they work well together. Yeah, they they caught that burglar. That was that was yeah, fun. They don't, they don't have anything else to do but go to a party on us. Yeah, and calendars. Yeah, I I get a feeling they're not the best cops on the force if they're (laughs) on calendar duty. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, Um, no, it was it was just fun, you know. It was it was nice to see uh, you know Felicity Huffman now as well. (laughs) Yeah, I saw her name in the credits. I'm like, oh, Felicity Huffman's in this, and she had like one line. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? She was big in 2004. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, not so much now. Uh, (laughs) But moving on. yeah, um, did you enjoy Marty, the guy who turned up at the party? That, that role, honestly, confused me with what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. Um, I, I again, I expected more to be made from it, and it was more of just a throwaway little silly side thing. Mm. I actually agree with that. I, d- I don't, like... <laughs> The reveal of, of, of who he is and how he fits into things was kind of like, oh, okay, that's not important then. <laughs> that's not some big thing. And it's not some, like, overly funny thing. Like, and at the end of the not... day, how much weight did he have in the movie and in the pushing of things along? Nothing. Yeah. And they really... I actually agree with you. They could have done without him. At the, but, you know, he's, he's nice and... It's a bit cute, but bit of a, a bit of a like little. It's a Christmas miracle moment for yeah. the very very end, and, yeah. and and that's like a you know I guess a fun little. It, it did thing, but... feel a bit superfluous. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the thing is like oh it was Santa all along tick in terms of like the checklist for these things, <laughs> and it was like ah yeah okay cool yeah oh they brought the ham and he can sing in Spanish that's great they you know there's <laughs> just thinking back on it. On all of the things that this film does, you say this was based on a book. Yeah, yeah. Because like I can see, I can see any one part of this being a full comedy film, like being the setup for a full film. Like any one of the acts in this, like the, that end party without all of the the stuff going mm. on, but just like, oh, our daughter's bringing home a new boyfriend who's gonna they're gonna get married they've only known each other for like 
less than six months and we don't have a party ready and ah, like that could be a whole film yeah in itself it it was half a film as it was in this yeah and and then or like the war on christmas that's a whole film um (laughs) and then (laughs) don't quote me on that (laughs) (laughs) the uh the we're gonna skip christmas this year that's a whole like and then the 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 town gaslighting them um Hmm. that's that's a enough for a whole film and then you know free frosty and then in inviting someone to a party who you don't know who they are but they seem to know you and they Mm. turn out to be santa and they turn out to be Santa. that's a whole film yeah (laughs) i would watch that movie like if that if that i feel like if that plot line was there maybe it was something in the book that was probably a lot more fleshed out and then just in the adaptation they had to like they had to cut a lot out to to fit in all of the events in this film because it, it does feel like a lot for what essentially wants to be like, you know, an easy 90 minute watch mm. on Christmas. You've actually raised a really good point that I've never considered. I wonder if Marty does have a bigger role in the books. I haven't read them. I don't know anything about them. Yeah. The, the, no- the novel that it's based on is 2001's Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. Um, John Grisham. Yes. I feel like I've heard that name By before. John Grisham. By John Grisham. I feel like there is a gritty, dark lore, political thriller version of this film to be made. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. What else has he done? Uh, well, the client? Aside the juror? From, yeah, aside from being a member of the Mississippi House of Representatives between 1983 and 1990, oh, yeah. uh, John Grisham also wrote... Uh, he started writing as he was finishing up an office, uh, A Time to Kill... Um, the Chamber, The Client, a Basically House, like The Pelican Law Brief. thrillers. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I know none of these. Yeah, The Runaway Jury and Skipping Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, a, it's an outlier in his... Uh... <laughs> but yeah, the, the plot of the film largely follows the plot of the book. Um, I have not read the book. I've read a plot synopsis of it, though. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I don't recall Marty being a big part of the book plot either. Um, he may have been something that was added for the film because they can't help themselves <laughs> because they want say. they want Sandra in their film too. Yeah, um, but but the book it largely follows the beats where they have the daughter who goes to the mission, then she comes back and they have to set up the party. The neighbor Bev having the breast cancer and all that. That's all. Like I think the book ends with the tickets being given to the neighbors to Bev and Walt. Uh, I think that's like that's the ultimate. Much neater ending. That's a much neater ending. Yeah. Because, like, I I fully expected there to be something amazing in Mm. that umbrella at the end. Oh, yeah. Or, like, like when he opened it up, Mm. it would, like, have something on it. Or, like, there would be, like, some, like, reward Mm. for his lesson learnt. Uh, It was. It was justice. (laughs) Yeah. I guess so. Um, That's where the whole law thing comes in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Santa going like classic John Grisham. Yeah, <laughs> Santa turning up and going. Now are you going to stay part of this Christmas cult? And he's like, Yeah, I will. And he's like, Good, because otherwise you'll get the back of my umbrella. <laughs> and then he flies off in his Volkswagen reindeer pool thing. Oh yeah. Which the CGI for that has not aged particularly well, but we, that can be. They forgiven. did what they could. They did what they could. It looks worse on the big screen. That's what. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It, yeah. And there, the, there's know, a lot of fun. Uh, 
night. Him falling off the roof. That was horrible on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. It, was, it wasn't wasn't pleasant to look For at. For a second I was like, is it Halloween? <laughs> yeah. Um but there Watch was out, some, Jamie Lee. There, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were some good sequences though. Uh the the Botox scene still I think remains quite funny. <laughs> that like that's a that's a great self contained comedic set piece. Yeah. And Tim Allen sells sells it Mm. Uh, but also, you can take that scene out of the movie and not make yep. a ripple. But yep. you shouldn't. <laughs> but you <laughs> shouldn't. Absolutely not, because it's one of the only funny things in the movie. <laughs> not the priest looking at Jamie Lee Curtis in a bikini. No, that was not. F- I found that awkward. <laughs> that felt know. like that felt like it would. It was a scene that was funny in a film in maybe 1972. Yeah. Like it felt like a British, almost like a British seaside postcard where it's like, oh, the vicar's seen me in my knickers. Like that kind of thing is, <laughs> yeah. is what that felt like. Um, oh, and also when she bangs her head, that guy who walks in and goes, whoa, works with a naked woman. Oh, like just makes those noises and then runs away. That's the, that's the only appearance of that character in the film. He's not I even. I can't in... believe he didn't come back for the party. Yeah, he's not in the party. He had a line. <laughs> Every single other person yeah. had a line. But like, yeah, those bits felt like okay, okay, that's been taken from somewhere else. Yeah, uh, quite clearly. Uh, oh god, it's so odd. Just, just it's such an odd. Yeah, mix it's just of like things. Oh, uh, we, we need, we need to. It's like we need to get Nora out in the public space in her bikini for this, where the vicar will see her. How do we do it? Oh, let's just borrow the trope of the guy who goes. And just throw him in there for five seconds. Um, I, I will say, I thought, again, Jamie Lee Curtis was really, really funny in that. Sort of switching where the towel went, either modesty yeah. or, or the wound on her head. And just the constant switching and then, <gasps> and moving it around. Yeah, she'll sell it. Um, yeah. I think, like, yeah, that and, and the chasing after the ham, uh, her two mm. big comedic set pieces, really. Yeah. Mm. Um. And the rest of the time, she's kind of flip-flopping about whether or not she supports skipping Christmas or not. Yeah. But I, I feel that's more of an issue with the script than with with her performance. Like she's, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think actually exactly. maybe her performance is heightening the issue oh. because she's going full bore no matter what she's doing. Yeah. So when she's like, we could skip Christmas? Yes, let's do it. And then it's <laughs> Blair's coming home. I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sorry. Like she's yeah. fully, whatever it is, she's, she's 100% committed. in. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's showing up because tim <laughs> allen just sort of constantly stays like a like a crease in this no film. i think just I, like, I, yeah i definitely think it's a yeah. problem with the, the the writing or the structuring maybe they like shifted a scene somewhere when they were writing the script and then they were like oh she has to change back and then change forwards again mm. uh because i i think the you you want them to be united hmm against this community because if she's umming and ahhing then he doesn't really have a leg to stand on given how much he's a pushover in those opening scenes mm. especially going out in the rain and uh, getting the ingredients and stuff like he's set up to be such a pushover mm. that I found it weird that then the suddenly the onus is on her to it, decide yeah it's like they they've they've very explicitly told us set up the characters one way and then they just keep changing them uh to suit what the plot needs next rather than what 
what they set up in the scene before. Yeah. Look, so, but again, this movie is not winning any Oscars, guys. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I know. It's the, yeah, absolutely it's, fair. Absolutely fair. Reading way too much into this. Uh, would you guys like some trivia about Christmas with the Cranks? Yes, I would. Okay. All of this trivia comes from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. There's not a lot of it. I'm, I'm going to be upfront. Not a huge amount of trivia about Christmas with the Cranks, but you know what? We'll, we'll take what we get. Uh, and it begins like uh, this. Um, the film, as we said earlier, is based on John Grisham's Skipping Christmas. Uh, the original title of Skipping Christmas, Christmas is used uh, for the newspaper article after the tanning salon oh. incident so when they've got that headline it's skipping christmas and it's where did that reporter appear from by the way with that still of them in their swimwear we never did find out Don't yeah I. and uh, it's still a point of contention for me but yeah you know, it feels like the vicar took a picture in world. that scene that we didn't <laughs> there see there were lots of other people watching though. yeah but it, but it's 2004 nobody's got like a phone camera we saw very clearly at the start of the film they had digital cameras mm. you would have seen a very obvious Flash or a ka-ching, like that kind of noise. Had had someone take the picture. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't use the transition of the of them looking to camera going oh, and then the and then yeah. cut to oh. like that. That would have been nice. Yeah. When you remake this movie, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when I remake the dark, gritty John Grisham crime thriller, yeah. <laughs> Christmas or the Cranks. That's what it would be called. Um, but Umbrella yes. Justice. Yeah. They changed the title though, because originally this wasn't going to be called Christmas with the Cranks. It was going to be called Skipping Christmas. But they changed the title to avoid confusion with another 2004 film, Surviving Christmas. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they went, let's, let's change the name. Hmm. Both Christmas with the Cranks and Surviving Christmas were holiday comedies released in the same year, and both were poorly received by the critics. So, despite changing the name, didn't didn't do much to differentiate them in the end. Are you gonna watch Surviving Christmas next year? I mean, if you want. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Apparently, it wasn't critically well received. Well, so. now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. Like, look it up. I'm, I want to know which one I think is well, better. Well, we'll reconvene in twelve. We'll come months. back next year, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's another one set up for the calendar next year. Done. Um, during filming, it was reported that the cast and crew ingested over ten pounds of fake snow. I was going to say Jeez. that poor kid from Malcolm in the Middle yeah. when he was riding his bike in front of, the, in front of the, the cop car and it was like just bucketing fake snow on him and he was mm. like trying to smile and keep his eyes open but it was clearly just mm. a barrage of potato flakes. Yeah, well apparently they ingested is the term used here, 10 pounds. What was the snow? Was it snope? I'm hoping it was snow but they, it doesn't actually say how they made the fake snow. Uh, it It didn't look poisonous I mean, but uh you would hope by 2004 the fake snow they were using wouldn't be bad for the human body yeah don't they don't they usually use potato flakes uh, quite frequently i feel like that was old old, old movies old movies okay maybe i'm wrong i don't know i don't know i, I, I seem I really to recall and this again ties into it's a wonderful life i'm pretty sure the fake snow in that was real bad for you yeah it was asbestos wasn't it <laughs> yeah i think yeah. there was a, a bit of that in there somewhere Hilarious. um or certainly Oops. in those older ones that's going to color my viewing <laughs> Not the colorized viewing, black and white, but it's going to. Yeah, don't, you know, don't, don't watch the colorized viewing. That's <laughs> that. That would be silly. So I've just done a quick Google uh, to look at how the fake snow was made mm. for this film, uh, and there's quite a long interview with one of the set builders on this uh, on the How Stuff Works website. Um, so you can look it up uh, if you want. Uh, but when talking about the snow, um, it was said, "quote." 
There had to be snow present from the beginning of the movie, and by the end of the movie, everything is covered with snow. We used several different things. For snow that was far away, we used cotton snow blankets that give a contoured round look, and we put fake snow on top of that. Everything had to be biodegradable, so it's made from starch or soap or cellulose. We used several different types of falling snow foam snow. Uh, that's blown out and falls like real snow, and cellulose and starch. But the starch was so fine that we had this mist of starch in the air constantly. So there you go. That's what you'd be ingesting then. Mm. Yes. So uh, they, they all put on weight. Starch mist. They ate 10 pounds of starch. Mm. Inhaled. <laughs> yes. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the cranks are watching Vic through the window, Luther says to Nora, so you're saying Vic is a problem with our skipping Christmas? Who's he gonna call? Because it's Dan Aykroyd. It was a he's a Ghostbuster. Yeah, it was a Ghostbusters nod. Uh, and there is a an additional Ghostbusters nod uh, in the dialogue when they're at the fuse box and uh, Luther asks Vic if he knows anybody at Con Ed because uh, in Ghostbusters two the Ghostbusters pretend to be from Con Ed mm-hmm. when digging a hole in the middle of the street. I've never seen Ghostbusters. Well, I know who I'm getting for <laughs> when we get to that one. <laughs> Maybe, that, yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, Julie Gonzalo plays uh, Blair Crank in this. She plays the daughter. It, she appeared in 2003's Freaky Friday as the nemesis of Jamie Lee Curtis's ah. daughter. So she went from playing her daughter's nemesis to her daughter herself. When was Freaky Friday? One year before, 2003. Oh, she's made it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, stepped up. By the natural step of progression, one day she will be Jamie Lee Curtis herself. Oh. She probably had uh, maybe two or three more scenes in this film than she might have in Freaky Friday. Mm. But yes, because she's not in this much. No, she's not. <laughs> no, right uh, at the beginning, right at the end. She gets scared in the cop car for that little bit. Does a good scream. Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, that. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Come on, I, I said there wasn't, there wasn't a lot. Look, I we... wanted to know the extra casting, like who would have been there instead of Tim Allen. Deleted I could have said, scenes. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Tim Allen was the best. Okay, Robert, it's let's rewind. It's two thousand and three. Yeah, you the the script for Christmas with the Cranks lands in your desk. Oh my god. Joe Roth is like, hey, we've got everybody cast oh. except the lead. We haven't got a Luther Crank, and Tim Allen keeps saying no. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. So who should we get in? John C. Riley. John C. Riley. 2000 and, okay. 2003 John C. Riley. When did Chicago come out? That's like 2002. the same time. 2002. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the 2003 know. era John C. Riley would have been would have been perfect for this. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. No, I could see it. I'd love to see him trying to different. do the... I actually could see it too. Yeah, the, the Botox scene. That'd be... That'd be quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> I actually... Okay. But okay. I, think, okay. I think he could pull off the... The... The crabby old man thing mm. but also the endearing yeah i like, agree actually I'm, yeah. quite, I'm quite impressed with that answer. yeah you might get a bit more I, I might get a bit more teary at him giving the tickets to uh to the old couple i would not <laughs> <laughs> okay well fair enough um yeah, what about if if jamie lee curtis wasn't available who would you oh i was just so impressed with how quick that answer was <laughs> i was thinking about it as you were leading up to it oh, um, okay i'd probably go with Jennifer Garner? Ugh, I don't like her. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, one, <laughs> one for two <laughs> there, <No>. Rob. <laughs> Was that too early? Actually, like... She'd be really young then, wouldn't she? Why? why yeah, could mm. we get, like, Sandra Bullock? Do we have that kind of budget? I don't think we do. do we have that kind of budget. 
I, mean, I think if, this film has Sandra Bullock budget. If Sandra's interested, we'll make the budget. I think 2004 Sandra Bullock yeah, budget? Yeah, good, good point. Well, That's... he... Tim Allen would have been expensive. This is after the Santa Claus. To get him for another Christmas movie, surely... Surely he's Christmased out. Apparently Surely not. he demanded. I think he just loves Christmas. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all that remains is for us to score the film. And Rob, you get I to go had a first. pretty good score. Uh, not that kind of score, silly. The the numbers. I was score. commenting about like how much so much of it reminded me of uh, Home Alone, mm. and I know I don't think John Williams did the score for this, but mm. it is another Christopher Columbus film, and I have a feeling that they probably temp scored it with a lot of Home Alone score, and told their composer, "You need to make it sound exactly like this because <laughs> it does sound exactly like that." I imagine all film composers who aren't John Williams get highly offended when they get told that. Oh as well. my god. <laughs> The worst. Why can't you just be like John Williams? Okay, just do it. Yeah. Um, but a, a numerical score for the film. Numerical Robert. score. I'm going to give it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think of the thing. Uh, six honey hams out of ten. All right, that's a lot of honey ham. Yeah. Mm, very They're big. Good. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself, Nicola? Um, I am going to give it a seven and a half jelly cups. Mm. Are they, have you eaten them or are they like falling off your chin? <laughs> they are falling perfectly back into the spoon, mm. <laughs> which even he looked surprised by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Look, I, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not an Oscar winning film. That's no. that. That's the thing. No one's arguing. No that one's point. arguing that. <laughs> And it's actually better than I remember it. I, I will absolutely Yay. give it that. Um, I also won't watch it again this Christmas. <laughs> I think <laughs> I may not watch it next Christmas. I, I don't know. But, but the Christmas after, it is time. It's not completely off the table. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, good. I'll say that. It's it, Look, I'll put it this way. It's better than Scrooged. Uh, <laughs> which, um, oh, you did Scrooge? We did Scrooged a few years ago. Nah. Not, oh, wow. Yeah, not for me. No, absolutely not. Um, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> but uh, for, for this film it, it it's quite middle of the road and so I kind of feel like the only score I can really give it is oh god don't say a five is five and a half I was going to give it a five I thought I was being generous a five and a half three frosties out of ten which if you times that by a three frosty it's actually like 16 and a half so <laughs> you can take that score if you really want but no five and a half is what i'm going with for christmas with the cranks and that concludes our review on this episode of the cinema catch-up club robert and nicola thank you so much for joining me thank you thank you and for those at home thank you for listening in uh oh goodness is it christmas time already yes it is uh but we've been doing this podcast for almost six years now which means that there are quite a few christmas episodes out there so if you're in fact now that i think about it when we get to the end when we get to the end of this this year there will be at least 12 christmas films you can do a 12 days of christmas marathon if you really want and listen to me for six of them and listen to nicholas (laughs) (laughs) indeed but yes if you want to go back for our for our back catalogue and listen to reviews of films like elf like muppets christmas carol like Scrooged, although you can probably skip the film, uh, then by all means do. Uh, We can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there. We're also available on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast and for as little as a dollar a month, you can get some bonus goodies and features. Maybe a little Christmas treat will be dropping in there. Who knows? 
Uh, and finally, uh, we have a Facebook page. If you want to uh, you know, drop us a line, leave us a comment, say, yeah, Christmas the Cranks is the best Christmas film ever. Woo! And other people going, yeah, Tim Allen deserved an Oscar. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, just come to our Facebook page, leave a comment there, uh, and make sure that you like and follow the page for more news and updates as we head into 2023 and more movies! Yay! But best <laughs> movies are the best uh, but that is all for this week so until next time goodbye and merry christmas You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. You can say goodbye or Merry Christmas if you want. Goodbye or Merry Christmas if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll learn him yet. <laughs>